Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello and welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Liz Loza. I'm here with Matt Harmon. And of course, producer Brett is holding it all down for us. Happy week after Memorial Day weekend, Matt. Yeah, happy week after. I didn't know that was a thing. It is now. Um, it's weird in here because Brett is like at a different table than us. Um, Isn't he normally at a different table? No, normally he's right here, in uh, oh. right across from the seat in right which here. I'm sitting. Great pointing which is for great an for audio. audio medium. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But I just think it's a little weird. I wonder if after last week, you know, when you introduced him second, now he's trying to put distance between us. Well, that actually is why I introduced you first. Oh, thank you. I the appreciate emails it. that you sent. I did not send false. They already were not even five minutes into the show, and there's lies Carmen, being spread. Have you had any cigarettes lately? <laughs> no, not to my knowledge. I don't think that's accurate. Why are you saying that? I think you've been charting. Oh, yes, that's right. See, my brain is so fried. I forgot about our our wonderful. I was uh, just Twitter a small thread. part of it. Just no, I think you were the biggest part of it, Liz. Uh, got a lot of interaction on a Twitter thread in which I was just because I am I'm nearing the end. My watch is almost over. Um, in terms of reception perception, uh, I only have two more players left to go, and then we're done with the initial wave of guys I have to do for the ultimate draft kit. And then uh, the other night I was talking about... On Twitter. On Twitter, I was talking about uh, Albert Wilson's route chart because it finally got made. And, you know, I just put a nice gif of Don Draper, you know, looking very confident, sexy. And do you find, do you find Don Draper attractive? John Hamm? Yeah. As the Don Draper character. And not as the Don Draper character. I but do find not John Hamm attractive. Okay. Okay. Also, yeah. John Hamm and um, Al Gore. Al Gore on my hall pass list. Al Gore is on your what? hall pass <laughs> yeah, list? Yeah, <laughs> that number one. He's a top. This is kind of like uh, in do you watch you watch Parks and Rec? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Leslie Nope and Joe Biden. It's a very similar situation. Oh, wow. <laughs> you um, just, I just but but also one of us is winning that one now. The other one maybe yeah, I regrets if, if something. Amy Poehler would like to update that a bit. I like maybe. Mountain Man Al Gore. Yeah, he's more rugged. The beard, big guys with beards. Big guys with beards. What you know? can we say? Um, I think that anyways. You so I posted, him? What's up? I'm very tired. <laughs> so we posted the uh, I posted the Don Draper uh, gif of him looking, like I said, confident, sexy, and satisfied. Uh, and that said, this is my reaction to seeing Albert Wilson's you know reception perception chart because I have been a fan of Albert Wilson for so long. Going back and charting his um, 
2018 work with the Dolphins was very uh, satisfying. I think it was Josh Fantasy ADHD said, is it, was it, is it like sadness cigarette or uh, after sex cigarette? And I was like, oh, definitely an after sex cigarette. Definitely. To which my colleague here <laughs> jumped in on the thread. And hilarity ensued. You'll have to go find it on yeah. Twitter. We made we made a few. Give us those corporate clicks. We made a few. We made a few uh, dorkos on fantasy Twitter. Very uncomfortable, and it was amazing. I never understood the throw up gif. By the way, I was like, uh, mm, I'll never get it. Either. Reverse it. But listen, it was it was a lot of fun. This has been another segment of of Liz and Matt's Twitter theater. <laughs> Everyone tunes into podcasts to hear the hosts talk about their themselves. Twitter feeds and yeah, themselves. Um, so we are going to talk about other that. stuff. Well, actually, we're going to talk about ourselves some more. Oh well, all right, because um, uh, Matt and I have been both separately and together involved in some mock drafts. We were supposed to do one yesterday, but my colleague didn't send a link, and I didn't think that was my job. Uh, so we're just going to talk was, about the ones that... I didn't think it was my job either. Clearly, we're existing. good. At, Liz and I are very good at communicating between the two of us, mm. uh, and Brett is a good facilitator of that communication. Without Brett, we wouldn't speak. We would be so, so done. This podcast would be a, a mess. Brett, you're wonderful, just Thank to you. let you know. The podcast uh, is a mess. Our personal lives would be even more of a mess if it weren't for yeah. Brett. Yeah, Liz showed me the text of you going just off about how I was mentioned second that in the podcast. Un- and the email. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I would never behave that way. I mean, he took time to compose emails. This wasn't just like a fired off text situation. Oh, yeah. And the images in the email were like properly sized. I am being attacked very unfairly. Just want to let the listeners You're weak know right that. now. Your I'm mana weak. is low. I know. I'm weak. <laughs> I probably slept like... That's a real I, dorky I probably slept like two and a half, three hours last night. It's been a long day. Can we get to something that anybody <laughs> would be interested in? Yes. All right. Liz was talking so, about mock drafts. Mock drafts. I know Harmon wants to talk about himself. Oh, but Christ. we're going to talk about these <laughs> mock drafts. Matt and I have been doing some mocks. Maybe those are early. Maybe not. It's fun to shake off a little bit of rust. We have both done individual ones. I did one with the Rotowire guys, and Matt did one with the gents from 444. Four. And then we are in one currently, a slow draft. That's a super flex start to quarterback league together. Matt is picking fifth in that one. I am picking sixth. So we are back to back, naturally. And Matt, why don't you talk about any surprises that you found in your sure? So four in, for four in this one, I took. David Johnson at fifth overall, which I felt good about. Um, it's nice to experiment, uh, which I didn't do in the other one. Spoiler alert. But, you know, you got to kind of experiment. This, this, this is why it's mock season. Mm-hmm. You're experimenting. And so I felt good about that fifth overall pick. And then the surprise for me was in the second round, I came back around and took Todd Gurley at 2.08. I mean, I, I don't love the idea of drafting Todd Gurley right now because it's a little alarming. I think you're putting your head in the sand a little bit if, you, if you're just like not at all concerned about what's coming out of Rams camp about him and, you know, that he's well, not. That they drafted. And that they drafted a, a running back with a third round pick. I mean, yeah, we, everybody knows the story now at this point. So I think you're, you're, you're putting your head in the sand if you're not a little bit worried. But at 2.08, it's like I'm willing to take the gamble there because he's not my running back one. He's not the foundation of my team. He's a se- literally a secondary piece. And you're looking at him around guys like Leonard Fournette, 
Nick Chubb. What wide receivers were available around that time? Just um, for reference. Zach Ertz also went two picks later, but the other wide receivers were Keenan Allen, A.J. Green, Amari Cooper, um, Damian Williams also went uh, a little bit later, and then I took Stefan Diggs in the, in the third round. So between my two picks there, I I think at their best, obviously I think there's a really disastrous floor for Todd Gurley, like a nightmare-type floor, but at their best, he's going to help my team more than any of these other guys will. So that as a running back, too, I'm happy to take that risk there. Maybe that's not necessarily as, as a top-line piece. Got it. So in mine, I noticed that Ronald Jones, a drumbeat player that we've been ah. discussing. I was very set on getting him in the, oh God, what is that? Sixth round. But he was taken one spot ahead of where I was picking. And I was I was shocked. So he went in the sixth round. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. That's um, too high, that's, right? But no, this, that's should, like where he was going last year. So <laughs> it should also no, I should also note, though, that Who this the hell is made a, that pick? not this guy. I should also note that this is a now. Matt. I'm speaking. <laughs> I'm this sorry. is a non PPR draft. So running backs are going to hold in there a little bit more value. At least that's like the old school way of thinking, and this is an old school way of scoring. I my biggest miss. I totally reached for Jimmy Garoppolo in this um, draft, and I took him in the ninth round and I, I i didn't care i just wanted him i'm still a little hung up on this guy's team that you're showing me who the hell is that i don't even know who that is Kadri Olison? who the hell is that i don't know expert who is it? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> never even heard of um, him so uh, i mean i mean who are, i mean look i like uh i like i like taking ronald jones as a sleeper my guy here took him in the sixth round i love taking curtis am as a sleeper guy takes him in the seventh round he's a, this guy's aggressive he he's getting all the sleepers and I mean, he's taking af players too apparently I he don't is experimenting as to your earlier point this is experimentation season and let's so then let's talk about the mock we're doing together i was pretty confident that I was going to get DeAndre Hopkins. He was my auto draft pick yeah. at the sixth spot. I thought you were going to, you know, probably draft Melvin Gordon or one of those top of the second tier running backs and was, of course, not surprised, but absolutely annoyed that you did the thing that I had wanted to do. Yeah, it was, it was definitely an experiment there to be like, okay, so I took – the guy I think I like the best out of that mm-hmm. second tier of running backs, which is David Johnson in that group. Now, in 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 but in this draft, I wanted to say, okay, so I, I want to do something different. Let me eschew running back here at the fifth overall pick. Full point PPR. Yeah, and go with a go with a wide receiver. So I went with the best wide receiver, I think, in fantasy this year, which is DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins. And yeah, it, like I think there's a pretty steep drop off between after that top four that we've all talked about as a consensus to the, the next group of guys. I think the top five player. I mean, this is a whether or not you decide to mess with Melvin Gordon, and we'll talk about second and third tier running backs in a little bit. But like, I think that outside of the top six picks, things get super, super muddy. You know, I I decided to draft Devonte Adams because I like him because I think that I mean I probably could have gotten him later, but I didn't know if he'd get all the way around. I wasn't upset with the pick, although people had things to say about it. I don't. I don't think that's a bad pick. Why? Why? What do people have to say about? Well, a lot it? of people like OBJ as the number yeah. two, right? But I think that that's the like sexy, flashy, obvious pick. I think that if you're looking very at sexy, Devontae Adams' record and the things that are coming to Green Bay and the fact that he doesn't, it, the quarterback that he has is more proven and the rapport that exists is more proven and that he's f- 
elite. Like, no, I can't yeah, no, deal right. with it. You're right. Sorry, Brett. And, you know, OBJ has a better highlight reel, but I want someone who's going to, like, move the chains for me and do the work for me. And that may not always be the sexiest pick, but there's value to it. So there you have it. I mean, I don't know. In this draft— Interestingly enough, if we're comparing these two receivers, Devontae Adams and Odell Beckham, if we're going to talk hashtag reception perception, both these two guys are the only ones that I've charted in 2018 that have an above NFL average success rate on every single route on the route tree. So there's no, I mean. So look at who's been able to yeah. stay healthy for a season and who hasn't. And who is in a familiar spot. You know, I think I think we're all high on. Odell going to the Browns, I can easily make an argument that he's going to be the best receiver in the sure. game this year. But Adams, you know, is the clear, clear, clear one in this group. Not that I don't think Beckham will be the one there, but he's the clear alpha. He is attached to a better quarterback like Baker Mayfield, but Aaron Rodgers still a better quarterback in an offense that I think is going to be creative about how they use him and move him around. You know, there's, there's talk he might take some routes out of the slot, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't hate that pick at all. You suck it, haters. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you're taking Stefan Diggs in both of these. Um, I do want to talk about maybe we should just jump to the running back tiers because I have in my second tier of running backs, Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook back to back. And I labored over whether I should take Nick Chubb on my snake or if I should take Dalvin Cook. Um, oh, look at that. I took Dalvin Cook right after you. I know. We're so on That's the same way. That's kind of why I wanted to discuss it. Um I'm assuming you have Dalvin Cook ranked above Nick Chubb. Well, you know me. I don't have any rankings, but in my head. Um, you have a, you are higher on Dalvin Cook over Nick Chubb. No, I think if Nick Chubb was there, I would have probably picked between the two of them, especially because I ended up going digs later. I don't mind having two players from the same offense, especially one that's highly constant. Because I did have people ask me about that. Like, oh, really high on that Vikings offense? Like, not necessarily, but in that Vikings offense, you know the ball is going three places. It's going to Adam Thielen. It's going to Stefan Diggs. It's going to Dalvin Cook. Like, that's it. There's no real third receiver. Kyle Rudolph is, you know, a stump. I don't know. Whatever. Like, there's just not a lot going on Irv's there. a rookie. Irv's yeah. a rook. Treadwell, give me a break. They don't have Lord Aldrich anymore. Mm-hmm. He's currently like the wide receiver 70 in Carolina. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I mean, so I, I was fine with taking Dalvin Cook there. And I did, I will say. I did, did you waffle over anyone? I did. W- there, Look, there are great wide receivers still available in that spot. You haven't taken a quarterback yet either. I haven't. I know. And this is a two quarterback. League. I know. But but look, I'm looking at it right now. I, I'm waiting on Matthew Berry to make his pick. And then I'm next. And then I'm um, next. And then you're next. I think I'm probably going quarterback here. And I feel actually, because I looked at it where I picked the fourth, my fourth round pick was Marlon Mack. I thought about taking quarterback there. You had taken Carson Wentz right before me, which great pick. I really like that. I might have think I might have thought about uh, Carson Wentz there in that spot. But like there are other fourth round guys like Jameis, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff. Those are the ones that are going right before me. You know, I think I, we're both going to end up like competing for Jimmy G. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so I've I'll, kind of put a pin on him till late. That's my as my second quarterback. Well, maybe I'll just take him at this next pick just to be a jerk. Um, not surprising. <laughs> that Matt, seems like that's something how Matt chose his do. affection. If he's mean, you're like a you're like a third grader. Yep. Like no, I, yeah, the people who I'm like super nice to, those are the ones you got to worry about. Yeah. Actually, to be honest with you, uh, Matthew Berry's not listening to this. I think I might take Lamar Jackson at this at this pick as your QB one. As my QB one, yeah. All right, not a bad pick. I wanted to ask your opinion. About because I did this in my individual mock. Uh, no, actually, I did not. But when I was asked to write up my thoughts about the Rotowire mock, I said that grabbing 
And again, the Roto-Wire mock was a 14-teamer, so a little bit different talent pool obviously gets used up faster. Um, let's see, Larson, whoever that is, I forget the first one. Larson um, was took A.J. Green at the end of the third round. And I thought that that was an incredible value pick. And I'm watching A.J. Green's value plummet. I get it. He didn't end last year healthy. That Hasn't offense. ended like the last three years healthy, I think. Well, but there's also the like, we'll worry about that when we worry about that. Yeah. Like there are other receivers that are going to pop up and ascend and you can't predict those, you know, in August, but they'll happen. And so if you're working the waiver wire, you'll be able to adjust. And that is part of drafting. I mean, the, the draft is just one piece of the entire season. But what was your thought? Why are you laughing? Because it, I I was like, oh, man, let's really get nihilistic here in frickin' May. Yeah, this is the dumb part about the fact that we'll take the next – three months to like hammer on all these draft points well, when it when just you have a best ball product right exactly that's a good point but like for season-long fantasy it's you know like your team is gonna just get hit by three bombs oh, like, but it's in the fun. first matt. in the first few weeks and then it's like well, your draft doesn't even what matter the silver linings matt <laughs> i'm what? tired i'm, I'm not i'm you're not 100 you're regressing so what do you think of aj green at 3.06. Cool. Love it. I, I like that pick of yours as well. Um, you don't have to say that. I'm okay with it if you don't like it. No, I mean, you've been making good picks. If you're making crap picks, I would tell you that too. Uh, but you've been making good ones so far. Uh, like I like AJ Green there. Look, he is a difference maker. You're not going to get... Think about the think about the rest of the guys that are, are going around him. You know, uh, I took Diggs a pick ahead of him. I'm going to like... I would have done that. I don't think Diggs has top five wide receiver fantasy wise in his in his range of outcomes i don't think ty hilton has top five fantasy receiver in his range of outcomes i don't think keenan allen amari freaking amari cooper no he definitely does not have like so all these other guys that went in the third round i don't think any of these guys have top five wide receiver in their range of outcomes i do think that exists for aj green even if it's a slim chance that it happens so that's why i like that pick in the third round all right well thank you you didn't have to justify it for me but i appreciate it you asked i t- told you the truth you did take marlon max so i want to jump to this discussion about running backs and other tiers finally i know i've been teasing it you are all probably just so excited uh you took marlon mack i did a video about marlon mack earlier in the week the question i was asked was could he be a top 12 rb1 right um producer by the end of the season I took the over on that slightly. Mm. He's my RB15 overall. What are are you believing him to be an RB1? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the one worry that you have with him is that he's just not involved in the passing game at all. I think that's I think he actually could probably be a passing game asset, but they just I mean not they, in Frank Reich's offense. They don't they don't want to throw yeah. to him and they like what Naheem Hines does there. I like Naheem Hines too. Cool. Like so whatever. It's just probably not gonna happen. But Mac was a a verifiable volume runner last year when he was healthy. He was good. He's in a good offense. They didn't bring in any serious competition. I Noted don't consider, all of that. Yeah. And and so well, what about when Ryan Kelly was out? What about weeks 12, 13, and 14? It happens. I mean, I don't take that too Fine. much seriously. I, I think that I think he's in a good spot. Now, my question to you, so I took Marlon Mack at 4.08. Which I liked, and the people liked too. It's always I I, was, I hate like tweeting out drafts because it's like you get the you get the same thing. It's like when you tweet out a Twitter poll, like which wide receiver is better, and you get fifty percent of the responses say, "How is this even close? Juju Smith Schuster is better than the other fifty percent. How is this even close? Adam Thielen's better, you know." And you tweet out your draft, you get like fifty percent great stuff, and the other fifty percent 
this is trash. You should retire and also play in traffic. So, like, you get a mixed bag. Um, <laughs> so, but people like the Marlon Mack pick, though. My question to you, I debated this when I was on the clock. Do I take Marlon Mack or Damian Williams? Which one well, would you have so gone with? I, that's actually part of the point. And I said I couldn't, I couldn't rank Marlon Mack above da- Damian Williams or Nick Chubb or Todd Gurley, for that matter. So that's why he's RB15, because when you look at the depth that we've talked about at this position, Damien Williams is my RB13. I feel more comfortable taking Damien Williams ahead of Marlon Mack. I think- Although, you know, people are real scared about Carlos Hyde, which is just bullshit, people. GFY, it's not a thing. <laughs> we got a GFY on the podcast. All right. here's So here's my reasoning for taking Mack over Damien Williams. And I, Damien Williams, I think, has a higher ceiling in his range of outcomes because of that passing game and volume because the offense both these offenses are good so that's maybe just a bit of a a bit of a a a tie there but Marlon Mack I think is safer than Damian Williams maybe not on a week-to-week perspective or from a season-long perspective and I think I took a little bit of a risky running back one in Dalvin Cook so I was like sure. okay for that reason maybe I go with a guy that I think is a more that secure is such volume a good player point, Matt, because like making sure that your roster has balance is something that people rarely discuss Bal- yes. that is very I'm a Libra we are all about that balance that congruency if you say so I don't, don't know. pretend like you don't know not today I don't, I don't know <laughs> I don't know much about the um the Zodiac horoscope stuff. What are we, What is that? You're a Leo. I've been told that I'm a Leo, but I don't know much about what any of that means. Now, I will say this. I, I have. I agree with you that you, when you make your pick, you got to make your picks complement each other. That's also, yeah. especially when you get into a best ball type situation, you know, which we'll be doing a lot of best ball content. Right. Upcoming. You can't just take DJX all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want <laughs> like you got to have you got to mix your Eric Decker's with your Deshaun Jackson's. You know, like all right, Eric Decker. I know what I'm getting every week. Uh, you know, super current ref from the millennial. Whatever, man. Eric Decker. I miss him in the NFL. He was a great. Um, wide receiver, super consistent, steady. I will never forget how many people hated Eric Decker when I showed up at the NFL Network my first year there, and everybody, no one wanted to draft Eric Decker. Well, guess what? He slayed. He slayed in New York, and I slayed. That was my like only good year playing fantasy in the last. You also your workload was probably the lowest ever. I don't know about that. That was a lot of grunt work back okay. then. I was like coding and editing articles, which. So would you put Marlon Mack in the third tier of court of running backs? No, I think he's tier two. He's still tier two. Interesting. I, I put him in the third two- tier. In tier two, outside of those top five we've discussed, I want to talk about James Conner because <sighs> this is the time of year, Matt. I don't know if you're aware. We're like little news nuggets become giant uh, mole hills of supposed information that people get all kinds of worked up about tilted even tilted even about um they shook so (laughs) um james connor and jalen samuels are apparently running in two back formations and otas are you scared bernie snell hype too well i want to talk about that actually you do i do i have a nug about that but do you think james connor within the top eight running backs is too high I'm not – maybe I have, like, no reason to think this, but I just have not been all that jazzed about James Conner. 
like for any for no particular reason. Um, I mean, why why would you not love a local kid who beat cancer? That seems like a horrible not, not, person to root not for. As a person, but like as why a fantasy. Why would you not even look at that story? As a fa- oh yeah, I've never heard the story before. Uh, I, as like a fantasy asset. I mean, I know that. Uh, maybe now that I'm thinking about it, he probably is a good pick. It's hard to say. We'll have to see what happens when the game starts. <laughs> so this is like Matt's opportunity to just completely lean into the uh, hashtag running backs don't matter. Yeah, I mean, movement. like he's fine. Whatever. Who cares? It's not 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 the not the player I love the most in this tier. But I just get a weird feeling about the Pittsburgh offense. Like I think yeah, we're, you that. know, it's that's what it is. Yeah. Like I just I still come back to the fact that they have lost, in my opinion one of the biggest difference makers in the NFL in Antonio Brown, not just with his play, but how the offense then gets defended, how then they run the offense. I just like right now, and they, they're always a mess anyway. And they're always a freaking mess. I mean, they, they have a good offensive line. No doubt they should. They probably will run the ball more. They don't know. They definitely will run the ball at a higher percentage of their plays this year than they did last year, especially if their defense is better because of Devin Bush, whatever. But, in the passing game right now, they still have Ben Roethlisberger, who was shaky to begin last year, but ended really well. They have their best receiver is Juju Smith-Schuster, who's a great young player, but he's still a big slot receiver. I just mm-hmm. don't think you can run an offense through that type of player. You need outside difference makers, and if Dante Moncrief is not going to be the goat as Liz thinks he is, I, or whoa, or whoa, and James bro. Washington is not going to break out, like probably isn't going to happen. I mean. What are we doing here? I just think this offense well, so is a lot more limited than people think. But that, from a fantasy perspective and not a, like, wins total perspective, that means that Jalen Samuels, who, as we at Yahoo all are very aware, is a converted tight end, um, <laughs> could be used much more in the passing game. And I went back and looked at the weeks. Like, there isn't really any rhyme or reason to it. Samuels averaged over four targets per game over his last seven games in the season, and that's when both of these running backs were on the field at varying levels because they were both fighting you know, lots of injuries and and Samuels obviously was new to the playbook and all of those things. So if you're talking about having to be more creative with your pass catching weapons, then maybe some of that passing work that we saw out of Connor last year or that we are assuming will be copy and pasted from the Le'Veon Bell times is going to be ceded to Jalen Samuels. So then maybe Connor isn't a top. I mean, I haven't ranked RB6, but maybe that's too high. I'm not sure. We have to see what shakes out, but I think that that's... We have to see what happens. Something. Game start. Um, I, do, you, yeah, do, you, do, you, do you have David Johnson or, or James Connor higher? Uh, I have James Connor at, uh, at six and David Johnson at seven. I would have David Johnson at five. But, Ahead of Melvin Gordon. Yes, because— Of the air raid offense that yes. you're very excited about. He said today, David Johnson did, that he is focusing on his conditioning because he expects to— or he thinks they're going to run 90 to 95 plays. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen, of course. That's like when teams come out and say, like, just these illogical, like, oh, I'll probably give this running back, like, 34 touches a game. Like, that never, ever happens. But it but it sets the expectation. I think it just it sets the point that the Cardinals are going to probably push to— for, to come out of the cellar where they were ran like the right. fewest There's plays in the no NFL last year. There's no doubt that Kingsbury is going to run the air raid offense and it's going to be up tempo and you're going to see four receivers and a running back on the field at all times. And that's why they drafted Hakeem Butler and added Andy Isabella and they got your boy, your breakout candidate, Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk, running around. and Kevin and, White, your guy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Brett's guy. Somebody actually tweeted at me this week. They were like, do you have, do you have any um, takes? No, yeah. Do you have any, ta- do you have anything on 
on Kevin White. Like and I, I said, reception perception? Yeah, I, I just said not not relevant, nothing relevant. <laughs> oh, man. Matt is real pithy on the tweets. You are. I'm getting cute. I'm getting a little uh, I'm I'm. I'm letting loose, man. I can tell. Like the thing, the thing is, you you come from the NFL, and it's all buttoned up and like whatever. Now, like, look, until someone, now you're working with Liz Loza. Who cares? Until 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 someone tells me, you know, to tweet differently, I'm just kind of gonna be me. I think that's one thing coming. So to So here's my problem with David Johnson. Not a problem because last year I had him. I think I had him like RB one or RB two, like uh, an idiot yeah. last year. Just thinking because yeah, same talent is the ultimate tiebreaker, right? But hold on, just, a, I know a, that we're expecting him to be schemed more in space, and that works out for his skill set, and he's still incredible. I mean, even his numbers last year, given everything that was thrown his way, were not horrible. You know, I think he was still right. like an RB1. Nice. <laughs> um, um, nice, <laughs> nice ab curl. I'm going to sit up. <laughs> um, but I also think that this is assuming that this all works. Yeah. So there's a giant experiment that we are running and just sort of like assuming that a coach who had a losing record with Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to like make squealed. this work at the NFL level. Like that is the piece of it. Like we've all just sort of been like, "Yup, short quarterback, that's amazing." Cliff Kingsbury, that dude's track record is not shady at all. I'm sold. David Johnson to the edge and around. Yes, like come on. It's the range of outcomes question to me that is the th- uh, we're okay now new game every oh, time brad evans says yards after contact oh no we drink your new one is yards after contact per attempt per attempt excuse me and we drink now we're gonna i'm gonna bring tequila next what, what do you prefer to shoot oh bourbon <laughs> so um, you're we're gonna have to take a shot at range time. of outcomes uh range of outcomes inflection point those are those are some of my favorites but to me, like when you look at this second tier of running backs that we're talking about, and I think who of this group can I tell the story of how they become the fifth of the first tier of running backs, which does not currently exist. Todd Gurley, actually, yes, he I do believe in his range of outcomes that exists, but there's also a very scary floor. But I, Melvin Gordon, I don't think that exists Why? for him because <clears throat> he's never finished a full season. That's always part of it. Last couple, or at least he comes in lame at the end of the years because he's always because he's banged he's up because banged his up. workload is so high. And um, I just also think like with Austin Eckler back there, they doesn't have the touch volume necessarily. Last year, it was interesting in the postseason, though. People are blaming this on his knees that in passing situations, uh, that game against the Patriots, in fact, most of the passing work was ceded to Eckler they and both, the kid both, out of Northwestern. Yeah, Justin Jackson, both those guys. Eckler and Gordon also made a lot of their production in the passing game last year, you know, but like big plays, not necessarily volume. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of unsustainability there. I do not think that exists for Le'Veon Bell. I don't think that that exists in his range of outcomes. Why? This is a point that a lot of people have. Don't trust the the situation. The The situation because it's a carnival or the situation because of of the offensive line. And when you look at a patient running back, like that is the thing he does. It's also like we haven't seen him for a calendar year, which I don't – that's the thing I care the least about. But like it's still something. I think – James Conner, don't think that exists for him. Joe Mixon, don't think that exists for him. Nick Chubb, don't think that exists for him. I do think it exists for David Johnson. And Joe Mixon, it doesn't exist because of the offense that he is a part of. The offense, I and I also just don't expect him to be. I, can, I mean, I can see in a high-paced, up-tempo, lots-of-plays offense. McVay-esque. I, 
Yeah, and I could like from a change around. But I yeah. mean, I think that like, we we said this during our pressing questions series. I, or I said this. I'm not going to be enough of a steam bag to tell you the results are going to be the same. But from just a baseline perspective, the approach of the offense going from Mike McCoy, Byron Leftwich, whatever the hell they were doing last year, to Cliff Kingsbury is going to be as drastic of a change as going from my buddy Jeff Fisher and what they were doing there to to the Sean McVay situation. That is that type. We're talking about that type of drastic change, and I think that David Johnson can be that thousand rusher thousand receiver player in this offense all right let's jump to these last two running backs i want to talk about i have them ranked 10 and 11 nick chubb and dalvin cook are you are you worried about this kareem hunt no. situation because what, what we thought what i was saying earlier like eight weeks draft doesn't even matter by tell you what by week eight you're not going to be remembering who you drafted you're going to just gonna be trying to win games 100 percent, friend um plus like i mean the browns offense you know it could be really awesome this year you want the lead bell cow guy I, and you know what if nick chubb is just so good during those first few games it's like cream hunt comes in and it's just change pace back i think that it, in range of outcomes is possible i also think that like all of these off seasons i mean they've got to talk about cream hunt in a favorable flowery way yeah. to, right now because this is it's a pr disaster so you're going to get lots of like flowery like, i don't know, you know it's even pr disaster it's probably like no one even cares anymore which is well they sad. believe it to be a pr disaster so they're going there are going to be lots of puff pieces re- written about cream hunt and the brotherhood of the team and he and Chubb sure. are going to work together. Don't believe them, folks. That stuff is just pontification and trying to get clicks. Yeah. Works, apparently. Cook, I feel like he can outkick his ADP, too, I think. You know, as a feature back in an offense that wants to run, an offense that I think can be good this year. I, I like him. That's why I picked him in, in that draft in my as a second rounder. It's the durability and whether or not yeah. the changes on the offensive line are going to... Gel and work, yeah. right? But but again, I sort of feel like this is where we get to in our heads. I'm not going to say I do, but like this is like, oh, he could get hurt or mm, – but I don't know. Like I, I I think we actually discussed this before we even worked together when you called me ma'am. And oh, my God. <laughs> that was – Under um, attack again? That is not under attack. These are just hashtag facts. Listen, it was an experience that I, I was very young at the time. And I clearly wasn't. I made a mistake based on my southern raising, you know, that I was being polite. And, um, you know, I regret what I did and I've learned from it. And I never call any woman ma'am ever unless <laughs> it is in a very sarcastic fashion, like ma'am. Right. Ma'am. Brett, sometimes you're a ma'am. Oh, yeah. I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely yeah, ma'am yeah, it up yeah, yeah. sometimes. You call people or I am. You no, are you a are a ma'am. Like you're oh, someone that should you. be called ma'am. Yes. Like ma'am. Yeah. Like, uh, a, like I'm like angrily yelling at a flight attendant well, or something like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But just like uh, when you Ooh. yell at us for, you know, taking the car out too long uh, or like, yeah. Yeah. oh, my Let's- God. We've, we're, there are other authoritative figures in this building that we've discussed this. We got to we got to dole those out slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that's yeah. that's a tease. So I'm so happy to be lumped in with them. In this discussion, <laughs> Matt and I, I, I believe I said at this table of fantasy bros that I would rather draft to ceiling because I'd rather finish last than like sixth. Right? Like, yeah. who cares? I'd rather finish. So if I'm gonna I'm gonna. Go for it. That's wow. the third one. Liz. Oh I'm going to go don't, for it. Bleeps don't grow on trees. <laughs> I'm going to go how, for how it. How many do we have till we run out of bleeps? I got. I have to check the account, but we don't have many. Oh, oh. is it? 
Well, is this no. like a debit card situation? No, no. I can, I oh. can, make, a, I can make an hour of just it's a May. pure tone. You mean you can make a f***ing hour? <laughs> <laughs> but good. I love that, Matt. Like, I love that you look at the talent and you look at those highlight real moments. And then, as you mentioned, you balance it out with a later pick. So, well done. There are questions. There's always going to be questions here. Let's just... I think we're on the same page. I think we've imparted some knowledge. I think we've learned something along the way. Now let's close. I feel with... a little less tired than when we started, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah, this is great. You're, you're bringing the energy up in the room, Liz. You're welcome, friend. Now let's your turn to carry a segment because <laughs> I hate this one. And it's and my since turn you to drag it. the energy down. Uh, we're finishing up our over-under segment today because oh, Liz, Liz wants this over and done with more than she wants to be out of this podcast room with me. Uh, so we'll start in the South. Where they call people ma'am. In Houston, they definitely call people ma'am, Liz, because that's the polite, right thing to do. The over-under here is eight and a half wins. How are you feeling about Houston over-under eight and a half wins? Over. Me too. I like Houston. 11 Um, and 5 record in 2018. If they didn't dump me in the fantasy, uh, which, by the way, we're re-releasing on IGTV in the upcoming months, which poor... Gustav, the social media editor who has had to edit that series twice. But also it features your old hair. Yeah. And I was fatter then, too. That's before you were juicing. Oh, yeah. That was before I was juicing for sure. So, yeah, I think that. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I feel like I owe I feel like I owe Gustav like a bottle of bourbon or something like because he's had to he's had to put up with my. So here are the two amazing things about Houston, and they are both rookie drafts. I didn't even get to finish my point, which was that if they (laughs) they hadn't dumped me, I think they would have been a contender for my team of 2019 because I I like them a lot this year. I really hope that those tackles work out and become immediate impact players because that is so key. I mean, Deshaun Watson definitely held on to the ball too long last year. I mean, half half of a sack stat is a quarterback stat, but... That O-line doing him no favors. And he's a stud. Like, yeah, Deshaun so Watson, top three quarterback. I will stand for you all day in overalls. Next, Indianapolis. Oh, just one thing, too. Oh, Christ, Matt. <laughs> Their wide receiver core is really good if they all stay he- healthy. All right, moving on. Next, Indianapolis. Nine and a half wins. I'm also going to go over on this one. Yeah, we're going over on oh, this one. Oh my god, we're, we are definitely running out of bleeps. <laughs> I can feel it in the room. The, the bleep. Colts. The Colts are surging. They're stampeding. We talked about it. Frank Reich in his second year. Andrew Luck back. Time to throw is nothing. A top five. What with top five pass blocking unit. Top five run blocking unit. They're studs. Yes, of course. They're at ten wins last year. They can beat that. Jacksonville eight. What are we doing here? Under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't like anything going on here. I mean, their defense can bounce back. And there's been an upgrade in quarterback. Didn't uh, didn't AJ Boye say something this week? He's like not he's, having to make as many plays because or the he's, quarterback or he's not is able to make, make as, as many, many plays. plays. Like, man, defense not making as much plays in practice. Uh, by the way, AJ Boye, one of the one of the coolest players former out there. Former Texan. Uh, yeah, former. I bet you he called. He's a nice guy. I bet you he calls people, ma'am. I've met him twice. He invited me to an after party after the ESPYS. I did not go. You should have went. Uh, it's not and really, texted me. It's not really my scene. Well, we, we listen. We were not as tight back that's then. True. Liz, I remember, like you, very much. you didn't like me very much. Um, as you can tell, obviously that's really changed now tennessee eight wins this one's tough i'm gonna go under but i could see set it's somewhere between seven and nine i'm gonna push okay quarterback i just don't trust the quarterback 
Even with those swole legs? <laughs> Give me a break. What about the other quarterback? Don't trust. That's the fact that I'm going to have to see that other quarterback. I don't like that. He's put on a bunch of weight. I mean, you could tell. Good guy. He's a little he thicker. Miss, he did not miss a leg day. Good for him. Hope works out. His problem is a damn nerve in his elbow. What the hell is it was leg but day? But they been? also found Derrick Henry in the end down the stretch. And I feel like if you lean on that some more, then maybe there's an offensive um, identity. tweak. Yeah, an identity that makes the team... You know, they've got a great O-line. They added Roger Saffold to me. With the, that makes Derrick Henry's value awesome well, you to know, me. I, you know I love Derrick Henry. You touch his ponytail. He is the <laughs> only... Oh, he is the, oh, yeah, that was weird. He is the only player that I've interviewed that hugged just hugged him. me after yeah. the interview. And I was Sweet. like, I love this guy so much. What a, what a wonderful man. Let's move to the NFC South. Atlanta, eight and a half. Oh, that Over. division is just... This division's tough. We have eight and a half for Atlanta, eight for Carolina, and ten and a half for New Orleans. I think I'm going to go. I th- so I think ugh. I think they're not a nine and seventeen. So I'm going to go over, but only slightly. I think I'm going to go under. I think there, there's eight. 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 Yeah, I don't. I don't like uh, Cutter going back there, and I don't Their know offense if Julio. Can be so good. It could be, but Julio's. I don't know if I Calvin Lean Ridley is coming on. Mohamed Sanusa just feels like there's there's a lot to like there. I don't know. I think, but think the, about the division. Do you think yeah, that yeah. they? But they, the, the fun, this division's fun though because like so many good offenses. There's yeah. gonna be a lot of shootouts in this division for this fantasy. Is about wins and losses. So Carolina eight. I think they're going over on that. <sighs> Push. Really, this is some homegrown. There's a lot of questions. Uh, well, their roster looks much better now than it you did. You just almost needed a cigarette after talking about this offense <sighs> last week. I know, and I have, um, yeah, I, I like the Panthers. What can I say? I mean, sometimes you can't deny um, when something, you know, is 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 real, even if it's, I don't know. I like the Panthers. I, lo- I love the 49ers. Well, I like the 49ers, but I love the Panthers, and it's hard to not let that go. You know, and, and, and Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, I think they could be a nice breakout wide receiver tandem. It, it comes back to Cam Newton's health, of course. Mm-hmm. They've at least done some things on the offensive line. Maybe it's enough. If they sign Gerald McCoy, that's a, a really good signing for them. I yeah. and don't think that ends up happening, but we'll see. New Orleans, 10 and a half. Over. Great roster. Their defense is awesome right now. I think they go over. Who's their safety? Uh, Von Bell. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. I think that could be a, if he continues to develop, that's a key piece. Uh, Tampa Bay, six and a half. I'm all over. Screw it. I'll, under. I'll, I'll stand for it. Under? Under. Really? I don't trust the quarterback. I don't. The defense is still horrific. And yeah, they just got like their best defensive player. Maybe. I mean, uh, debate, debatable. Debatable. Who, who, who is, if it's not, if it's not Joe McCoy, who is it? Devin White. <laughs> Devin. Right. And he's a rookie. Yeah. So I mean, that's what we're looking Levante David, maybe. Maybe. So I go I go under. I mean, they have a uh, enviable cast of skilled position players, but that's about now, it. I I am just to move to fantasy for a second, I am buying all of the OJ Howard I can. Yeah. Late. OJ Howard, Chris Godwin. I mean, I think OJ Howard's gonna end up being kind of moderately expensive though. You do? Yeah, because he I mean after he's the, cheap right now. After the top Four or five tight ends. Who are you jazzed about of these guys? Chris Herndon, baby. I'm just playing. I just did it. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's go west. AFC West. We have Denver at seven. I mean, who cares? Probably push. Push. Yeah, who cares? Uh, Kansas City, ten and a half. 
over. The Tyreek Hill thing is like a, a question mark, but I'm going to still go over because I believe enough in Patrick Mahomes' yeah. maturation in his yeah. technically third year. And and Mahomes can statistically <clears throat> regress in fantasy and still be a better yeah. quarterback Overall. this upcoming year. Yep. Like, that's the crazy thing about watching Patrick Mahomes last year and how productive he was. There were times when you're like, oh, he hasn't figured it all the way out yet. Like, there were times where you could you would see him because Rodgers is great at this. Like you would see him roll out you of the talk pocket. About his eyes? Not well, maybe, but I mean, you could see him roll out of the pocket, and like he's got my and he can run, and he's got miles of grass in front of him. But he would still try to rocket the ball down the field, mm-hmm. and it would be an incompletion. And it's like no one cares about those plays because of the bottom line perspective. He was still great last year, but that's a, a just an example of how he can take that next step. And maybe he's not rifling the ball down the field as much and throwing 50-plus touchdowns. But his processing is going to improve. And I think, I mean, that's why I mentioned his eyes, because if you watch towards the end of the season, I think you could, they were not as frenetic. Like, he was not dashing between players as much. Yeah. Um, it's, cra- it's crazy. He's, he's he's quarterback Jesus, and he's only started one year. I mean, he's literally God amongst us. The uh, speaking of God, someone who's very into God is Philip Rivers and the Chargers. <laughs> I was, I was really list. like God, lightning bolts, Zeus situation, no, Jesus quarterbacks. I don't know. Uh, Philip Rivers. That's yep. where we landed. Nine on that. and a half. Who cares? Over. Uh, over. Fine. Ten wins. Yeah, Fine. Ten wins. Who cares. Uh, for the record, six. there were 12 wins. They had a 12-4 and four record last yeah. year. Joey Bosa healthy all year would be nice for them. Now, He's already hurt. Well, I, I said it would be nice. <laughs> I said it in, in theory Dealing it would be with, nice. Like, foot tenderness or something. Um, Oakland six wins. Yo, if they go under six wins, th- that team is going to be a mess. We haven't talked about Richie Incognito. I, 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 yeah, yeah, uh, I think they can go um, – I'm going to go over. I think seven wins is is fine. I think it's fine. You have Antonio Brown. You better do something. <laughs> you better do something, or it's going to be not. And fun And they're in heading into Vegas next year. Like that. There's there seven. Fine. They're the weirdest team I've ever seen. Well, that's a team where mom and dad don't get along, or you can see it happening. Oh, you see. Speaking of someone who has divorced parents, it's like. You can see the cracks, you know, like this is like about in early high school when you're like, okay, uh, you know, mom and dad, things are good, but I can see some, some issues. And then, you know, come in your senior year of college, it's like, hey, I graduated from uh, college. And then your parents are like, hey, we graduated from being married to each other. <laughs> hey, did you know, Brett, that this was a therapy session for Matt? No. We, do I got a Venmo? You guys uh, yeah, paying for yeah, this? Yeah, I don't take insurance. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be pricey. But yeah, so I mean, I think you're right. It's There's one of those conflicting types of philosophies. Clearly, if you want to show you, Max running the draft and Gruden is running the, the personnel stuff, which yeah. is just berserk to me. I mean, the whole thing is nuts. You want to move to the NFC West? Talk about your favorite team, the Arizona Cardinals. Five wins. Oh, over five wins. If this, I don't know. This, this is a hard division. This is going to work. This is a tough division, though. I mean, I think they can be a fun, interesting offense, and, like, we're excited about them next year. But They won three games last they, year. You don't think that they can best that. You, they don't, you don't think you can win two more games under this new system with this new amazing number one overall pick a quarterback. You don't think they can best their record by two. Who's falling off? I think San Francisco is a better team than them. I think the I don't know if the I, the Rams are going to regress. We've talked about that. There's no way the Rams so? are putting up 13 wins again this no, year. No, but 
11 wins. Is Seattle going to fall off? Is Seattle going under eight and a half in your scenario? I think Seattle's staying at 10. Like nine to 10 wins. Sure, they'll be over eight, but I don't, I don't. Right. So you got 10 wins in Seattle. You mm-hmm. got 11 oh. wins in LA. Sure. San Francisco, I think their line is at eight, eight wins. Sure. And I think that's perfect. I'll push that maybe over to nine and seven. We're, we're, I, I don't know how they're the math works hurt. out. Yeah, I know. But they're hurt at the position that doesn't matter, which is running Nick back. Nick Bosa's hurt. Well, the yeah. prince who was promised uh, needs to get yeah, his m- midsection wrapped. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Something's going on there in San Francisco. What are they doing? You know that, like, I looked it up and they're old. I don't know if this guy still has the job, but at the head of last year in August, I looked up their strength and conditioning coach and it was a strength and conditioning coach from Washington. And I was like, well, why did you do that, bro? Hey, Washington's hurt too. They're hurt as well. That's the point. Like, why would you ever hire that strength and conditioning coach? But I don't know if that guy still has the job. I feel like a strength and conditioning coach is a job that's like you're just going to get thrown under the bus. Like these guys are like getting hurt. It's going to happen. And like it could be total coincidence. Everyone's looking at you like, oh, this is totally your fault. And it's like it, maybe. I mean, maybe it's his fault. Who knows? Players are getting hurt. You know, it happens. Chip Kelly would uh make sure they had their banana smoothies. By the way, Chip Kelly is hiring like so many of these like f- football analytics Twitter mm-hmm. like young dudes. Ethan Young, I used to work with uh, in Next Gen Stats at the NFL. Uh, Keegan Abdu, who did some time there last year at the NFL Next Gen Stats department. Those guys are like all working gigs for UCLA now. Here, here with Chip Kelly. Very, it's a very interesting little pipeline they've got going. I did on. not get to share my Benny Snell nug, so I'm going to hold that for a future episode. It is a good one, and it comes. Nope, it comes from someone <laughs> who. Is an expert. Matt's just trying to make fun of me. Can't wait for the Benny Snell nug. Just don't hit that unsubscribe button. Like, if you're not subscribed, subscribe to the podcast Just now so you get that Snell because nug. Because one week from today, a we're going to have, if you have hot Snell nugs. It Snell, sounds horrible. Snell nugs. I don't even want to say it anymore. Grind up your Snell nugs and smoke them, baby. <laughs> Benny Snell is not one of the rookies profiled in your rookie orientation miniseries podcast, but you are dropping your third episode this coming Monday. Right now, you've got Nick Bosa, who we mentioned earlier. We've got Hollywood Brown. I've listened to both of these podcasts. Which one did you think was better? Nick Bosa. Okay. Maybe because it was first. Also, I think uh, I knew more about when we met Hollywood at the draft. Like, I've never met Nick Bosa. Right. And there's another, com- like, social component to Nick Bosa that's kind of fascinating. Interesting, yeah. Um, Why do you ask? I was I'm just legitimately curious. Do you have curious. a preference? I would think it was cool to have player audio for Brown. I think that added something. Um, so I thought, but I love both my children equally. I will um, say, same, you guys, before, same here. I love both no, my children equally. That's not true. There's a favorite, and it's, it's not, not me. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Lindsay Fulton, the, the great producer, lead producer of that show. Rookie Orientation. Uh, rookie Orientation just sent me that it's in the, I, she's made a screenshot just literally right as talking about it. It's in the new and noteworthy on Apple Podcasts. So go subscribe, baby. Yeah. I will say uh, I have listened to both episodes, as I mentioned, and it's pretty good. I mean, you could use some different voices, but it's pretty good. What do you mean different voices? We have got some episodes coming up with some voices that might be different. You mean you? Yeah. <laughs> well. Subscribe to that to hear Liz on future episodes of Rookie Orientation. <laughs> We, uh, by the way, I haven't, I'm just going to run this by you on air. Um, Lindsay wants you to do, come nope, on. The... I already talked to her and nope is the answer. Okay. You sure? After the whole, uh, I you got lit want... up on Twitter about it. No, thank you. The Daniel Jones, you got lit up on Twitter uh, about Daniel Jones' bit. breadstick incident. Yep. 
Did you get lit up more than the tweet about uh, Pat Shermer saying that those boys were good under the covers or whatever? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what the hell is Liz going is on? leaving the room. She's leaving the room. <laughs> Pat Shermer, come back to us. I mean, did he, did he literally I, – I, when I tweeted out that quote – I mean, did, some, didn't just tweet it out. You texted it to me as well. Yeah, because and I said I actually told like the line I said to you was, uh, "Looks like that breadstick's not the only stick that uh, Daniel Jones knows how to work or whatever." And I showed that to Ryan Dornbush, our uh, our master producer here for Yahoo Sports Video, and he's a Giants fan. He's like, "Very good, very excellent, very good." Um, <laughs> also, you're fired. I will talk <laughs> Don't to come back. I will talk to Lindsay about any. Daniel Jones takes. I just am reticent to go on an orientation podcast because I did not speak directly to him, and this was an outsider observation. That's all. You just note that he, um, he's he got them breadsticks. You know, he goes to the Olive Garden, and he has one thing in mind. But the thing is, this breadstick. Don't knock the Olive Garden, y'all. Like, That's it's oh, not. Okay. No, no. Some of us didn't grow up rich, Matt. And had to go to get excuse me breadsticks and okay. raspberry lemonade. Once again, also raspberry lemonade, gross. Lemonade's just kind of disgusting in general. But number two, um, Matt's food takes. I cannot. And number two, I, I like. I grew up in like the whitest of white suburbs ever. Like going to the Olive Garden was like a fancy dinner, and you know that was bad. So I don't need this like rich comment. That's offensive. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, not at all. <laughs> no, you're not. Weird ending to the pod. Subscribe to Rookie Orientation. <laughs> Where you won't get anything like this. You'll get me in a professional setting. Also, I cannot tell you how hard I'm going to f- crash after this podcast is over. Like, and this one? It, yeah, exa- I'm just exhausted. It's going to hit. Yeah. Are we still are we still recording? We certainly are. Who's okay. on working orientation this week? We didn't uh, say that. TJ Hawkins. TJ Hawkins. TJ Hawkins. You're welcome. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson. We just had a great interview this at seven freaking in the morning uh, with Gary Dolphin, the voice of play by play voice for Iowa Hawkeyes Sports Network. Well, thank you, Matt, for promoting your pod for twenty minutes. You're welcome. If you would like to subscribe to this pod, please smash. That Smash subscribe it. button. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Follow us on Twitter at Yahoo Fantasy. I'm at Liz Loza underscore FF. That's at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. And we, for the moment, are out. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.